Welcome to the Orange County Catholic Radio Show on AM 1000 in Orange and San Diego counties and on AM 930 in Los Angeles County. Each week, we bring you compelling conversation with church leaders and laity, talking about the things going on in our diocese and discussing the important issues that impact the world around us. We're coming to you through the good offices of Relevant Radio from our studios on the campus of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. Here now to introduce our guest and today's topic is your host, Rick Howick. And welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is Lindy Wynn from Mamas in the Spirit. Welcome, Lindy. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. I'm delighted to be here. And I am so glad you were able to come in. We're going to talk a little bit about this unique website and program, but before we get there, would you please open us in a brief word of prayer? I would love to. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Dearest Lord, your grace abounds. Thank you so much for this opportunity and to be here today. And we just pray for everyone listening, Lord, that whatever we share is exactly what they need to hear, that we meet them each right where they're at, their hearts right where they're at, and that you speak through each one of us so that they can each be filled and nourished with your Holy Spirit. In your name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. And again, Lindy is involved with an organization, or it's not even an organization, it's a It's a website. It's a ministry. That houses uh, stories about uh, people who are facing life and issues in life and how they've handled it and how they've dealt with it in the presence of God. Is that a fair way of starting the description? Yes. Okay. And we were talking, um, a couple of colleagues of mine here on the eighth floor of the Tower of Hope uh, in beautiful Garden Grove on the campus of Christ Cathedral where we have our studios, and I was talking to our next-door neighbor who runs the television studio, uh, used primarily for EWTN, but for a number of different things, and he was discussing this website. And this per- the person that he knows who's been involved with this ministry called Mamas in Spirit. So with that in mind, I, I took a look at it, and I, I have to say I'm very male in, in several ways. I asked my wife to please interpret this website for me because I, I'm looking at this and I had a tough time at the very beginning, to be honest with you, getting my head wrapped around of, of where it's going. And my wife had to explain to me, this is for people to just simply get a grip. Okay, well, I could deal with that. Lindy, can you please explain to me, what is this ministry's primary concern? What are you trying to accomplish with this ministry? Absolutely. So Mamas in Spirit at mamasinspirit.com is a ministry really to meet each human person where they're at. Our lives can be very difficult, and you talked about getting a grip, and I appreciate that because one of our recent guests, Fletcher Murray, has a tagline that he uses about wearing a helmet, and each of our days are filled with consolation, desolation, movement towards God and away from God, and our greatest hope is that we are pointed towards God in everything we are and everything we do. That's the tagline so that within the context of each of our lived experiences that we know that God's with us and that we're able to navigate and proceed through experiences with the Holy Spirit and ultimately love each person that we meet 
as we're called. So essentially what I do is each week I interview a different guest that the Holy Spirit places on my heart about a variety of topics that are at the center of our lives and our lived experiences. They may be about loneliness or we may be struggling ourselves or with someone in our family who has mental illness or special needs or we may be struggling to live within the context of our everyday values and being deeply centered in the Holy Spirit. And so every podcast addresses a different topic at the heart of life and invites a different person who is really living as we're called and who is embracing within the context of their own lived experience God and living out their faith. And we bring that to people who are listening in hopes for them to feel more deeply connected, deeply connected to God, to the Holy Spirit, and then also one another to give them different opportunities so that they can get involved within their community with different resources or ministries to live out their individual call. So the individual stories that you have here are not so much than an academic or ethereal discussion on a topic as they are a real lived experience by the person telling the story or the person doing the podcast with you. Yes. Recently, I had a guest on Dr. Ellen Colangelo, a pastoral psychologist who shared about integration. So I would say they're deeply integrated. They're about living the Eucharist within the context of everyday life. Yet we have people on the podcast with all different gifts and talents. So recently, I interviewed Father Spitzer from the Spitzer Center and the Modest Center. You all probably are very familiar with him. He's brilliant. He's one of our favorite guests. There yes. you go. So his brilliance and his heart and his lived experience are deeply interwoven into the podcast. And essentially, we want to get down to the heart of the matter, the heart of life, of everyone's everyday life and each of our unique journeys. So people's hearts and lives are touched so they can go respond more greatly to their unique call by God. Well, I think that's what kind of catches me most about this website is that you do have these topics that are vital to our lives daily and throughout a larger trajectory of looking at our lives. And yet they're done through the lens of every, of an individual. They're done through the context of a real lived experience, which kind of, I I would assume keeps it far more grounded in reality where we're talking about someone who's actually lived through mental illness or lived through someone with mental illness. We're talking about someone who's actually lived through an issue that you're discussing. Is that a fair description? of? Absolutely. The podcasts are intimate in nature because our lives are intimate and we're called to be an intimate relationship with the Lord. So, for example, recently, for me, I always wondered, how does someone live after the loss of a child as a mother and you're a parent also? And we're vulnerable to our love for our children. And so this beautiful, beautiful woman, Teresa Guzman, came on and she shared about her experience of losing her son and her faith journey and her questioning and really what she had to navigate and what she continues to navigate. And it's incredibly vulnerable, incredibly beautiful. It's a direct application of our faith and our worship and our church community into a daily lived experience, a real lived experience of someone walking in faith. So the website then has two major components that I can see. One then is the letter or the the narrative of the person. And the other then is the podcast itself. Is that essentially the how this website operates or works? Yes, almost. So what happened was 
God placed it upon my heart many years ago when my littlest started going to school just two mornings a week to write. And I wrote 52 letters to my daughter centered in topics at the heart of life and at the heart of faith because I was surrounded by some moms who I love dearly who were very, very sick and were struggling with life-threatening illnesses, Um, a couple who unfortunately have since passed away who had young children. And being at home before that with my youngest and journeying with them and looking at my little and thinking of my children, I thought, goodness, you know, there's no promise of how long we'll each live on this earth. And I wanted to leave them something meaningful just in case. And so I wrote them these 52 letters, which are on the website. 40 of them have already been released called Dear Mama. And a little side note, Mama is a term of endearment. I spent a number of years volunteering and studying in Mexico, and there's a term of endearment, mama, and it's even used for the little ones, and I see that as a reflection from our Lord of how God sees us with great endearment, with great affection, with a love that even surpasses the love that we have for our own children, which is unimaginable. So that's why it's called Dear Mama, and that's why the website's called Mamas in Spirit. So after I completed those letters, God placed upon my heart to invite others into the conversation. I know so many profound people of faith that instill me with such a deep sense of hope and joy and goodness and help point me towards God. And I thought, goodness, what if I bring them into this conversation? What if I share these people who inspire me and who are filled with the Holy Spirit to help inspire others and ultimately inspire our world because that's what we're called to do and this is a trying time it's a trying time in history it's been a trying time in our church and so to be able to bring something that's real and authentic and heartfelt that doesn't have any masks that's not trying to cover anything but that is complete and sincerely centered in the lord that's my call and that's where mamas and spirit came from when you're talking about range of topics then what do you focus on because there's as you said, we live in very interesting times as we've been cursed by the Chinese curse of that. What do you focus on? What do you look for that you would like to include in your blog site? Well, when I wrote the 52 letters, I like to think of Ignatian spirituality because I was baptized at Santa Clara University at the mission. And when I think of Ignatian spirituality, I think of being a contemplative in action. And I think of St. Ignatius and I think of the cave at Manresa. And so when I wrote those letters, it was really more like a time of being in the cave. It was a time of contemplation. It was a time of separation. So hopefully that I would be filled with the Holy Spirit and write things of deep meaning that were centered in God. And so all of the topics came from that time and that time of deep inner and prayer and really separating myself from kind of the world in a sense. I wasn't expecting to be home at that time. Our little came, we got a phone call about her about a month before she was born. So it was almost like God pulled me out of the world and brought me home and then brought me in this beautiful time of contemplation and exploration. And I think I was really integrating and healing and processing experiences that I had had. So all of the topics were placed on my heart. And then I'm not kidding you. When I'm out now in the world, I'll just meet someone and like Teresa, the one I talked about. 
I went and did the walk for life for the Pregnancy Help Center in mm-hmm. Torrance. And I saw her from my church. I didn't know her well. We ended up walking together. She shared this beautiful story with me. And obviously, that's a very sensitive subject and a very vulnerable sure. one. And so I really felt the Holy Spirit place it on my heart, like ask her, like, would she be open to sharing this? And so I invited her with absolutely no pressure, no expectation. Like, if you feel called to this, I think this would be such a gift. And she said yes. And so. So she went on and shared her story. Yes. And it was tied into the letter, the blog about from darkness to light. So Mm -hmm. that even when we feel like we're in dark or difficult times, the Holy Spirit meets us there. And God's light is always greater than the darkness. And so what more powerful story could there be than a story like that? So this particular website then is really intimately tied to your own spiritual walk, your own spiritual life with Christ. Absolutely. When we come back, I want to go there. I would like to talk a little bit more about your walk, because you have a very interesting story, and I want to make sure that we have a chance to have our listening audience uh, delve a little bit with you into where your background is. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today is Lindy Wynn from the website mamasandspirit.com, and the website has a fascinating and deeply moving set of letters and podcasts that address some of the deepest spiritual and intimate moments of our lives. Again, that will be from uh, Mamas in Spirit. We're going to come back, and when we do come back, we're going to be talking to Lindy Wynn about her personal life and where her trajectory has been, how she got from where she was to where she is now. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howard, your host, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today is Lindy Wynn from mamasinspirit.com, which is a website that addresses the spiritual realities that we encounter in life. And I'd like you, Lindy, to take a moment, maybe a few moments, and talk to us a little bit about what your background has been. You didn't just start a website. You've had a professional background in in psychology and counseling, and I'd like to have our listening audience hear your story a little bit, because you didn't start off as a Catholic. I did not. So tell us, what's been your journey? Ever since I was a small child, I really discovered the voice of God when my grandfather passed away when I was about eight years old, and I would go and sit at the levee behind my house and had still and deeply contemplative moments, even though I wouldn't have explained it that way as an eight-year-old, but really discovered God, and God has carried me through my life. That is my most intimate and important relationship in my life, and really where I owe everything. Okay, I'm going to stop for just a moment. I want to get my head wrapped around. This is an eight-year-old little girl who is sitting, contemplating, mourning, but more than mourning is what it sounds like praying with, if not to, her grandfather. So an eight-year-old, second grade, something like that, third grade maybe, trying to get a grip on God and how God could work through life and death of someone so dear. Wow. I think that I was first talking, like you pointed to, talking to my grandfather and discovered God through that. And it was a great sense of consolation and really always has been. There's just 
a profound awareness of really the soul level that we're not alone on this earth and that there is a loving God and children. I have a four and a half, almost five year old now and children are so open. Their hearts are so open to the Holy spirit and the movement of God. And I just remember discovering that profound discovery that really hasn't changed. My experience of my lived experience is very different now. And I'm deeply involved within the Catholic Christian church and my own parish and community. But my experience of God is really still that simple and simply profound, which is simply profound. I like the way you put that at the end there. So let's fast forward a little bit. So what got you involved with, a real need to to come into a church. There's a difference between having an encounter with God and becoming involved with a church. You mentioned the Santa Clara experience. What was that all about? Yeah, so I attended Santa Clara University for college where I met my husband, Brian. And first I would say it was really the experience. It was more of a mystical experience, a deep encounter of God sitting in the mission, being in prayer, even just the lit candles. It was sensing the holy presence of God. And that's my deepest longing, probably as most listeners, that's their deepest longing. And so that's really where it started. And then I started discovering all these profound people of faith and just beautiful spirits around me. And I longed to be in community with them. And that turned into also meeting my husband, who was like a Joseph. He's a wonderful man. And I'd never dated anyone like him before. So it was a significant experience going to Santa Clara University and being in the mission with that history and just thinking of all the people who have prayed there and who've been there and the entire creation of the mission. And that's where I ended up getting married, too. It's one of the oldest uh, Catholic universities on the West Coast, as I understand. It's also Jesuit, so it has Ignatian charism, spirituality, and that's what you fell in love with spiritually then, was that Ignatian spirituality. Yes, I would say at a cognitive level, I wouldn't have been able to describe that at that time, but I would say through my life and through my education and my professional life, I've worked at Loyola Marymount University, that I continued to another jesuit school yeah. <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's all right we have a jesuit pope so <laughs> it works and a jesuit upstairs right yes so okay understand yeah. upstairs oh, meeting yeah. ninth floor is where we're, yeah right above the studio here is where father yes, spitzer's office is located that's the true <laughs> yes i got sj there you go <laughs> thank you so through all of those experiences i was then able to look back at my original journey and see it as a conversion experience and see myself as being a contemplative in action that through my prayer life through my stillness comes my my action and how i proceed and navigate and i i trust in god to guide me through everything and my experience has not been easy this is not i'm not talking about easy experiences and that's really why mamas and spirit came to be is that Sometimes we all have very, very difficult experiences. And for many of us, that may be when we most acutely sense the Lord and the Holy Spirit, if we're able to crack our hearts open enough to really listen. And so it's that deep level of accompaniment, really, that moves me and that Mamas and Spirit came from. Going back again to your journey then, you went to Santa Clara. Did you just get your undergraduate there? You also did some other graduate work. What got you involved in that? I did my undergraduate work at Santa Clara University, 
And then once my husband and I were living in Southern California, I went to the University of San Diego where I completed my master's in pastoral care and counseling. Okay. And then I worked at two different Catholic all-girls high schools in my early career, Notre Dame Belmont in Northern California and the Academy of Our Lady of Peace in San Diego, California. But So both of them were for young women that you were involved with, and then you got involved with campus ministry at the college level at Loyola University. So you've come at ministry, especially campus-type ministry, young people ministry, and women's young women's ministry for quite some time. That's been a real love of yours. An absolute, it's my faith in action. Are you still involved with that? Yes. So now besides Mamas in Spirit, I'm still very much involved at my own home parish. I created Moms of Little Ones, which is a ministry for mothers with young children that has mentor moms and all different kinds of components to help point women towards God and be in a sincere sense of community with one another. And I'm also on the Cornerstone, the Women's Cornerstone core team which is an annual women's retreat and community at our parish. Okay, I'm so glad to hear that. The parish system, if left alone, is horrible. The parish system, if engaged with real communities, with real people trying to engage in ministry, is absolutely beautiful. It sounds like you have engaged in a beautiful ministry in your own parish, but yet you also got involved in this worldwide website. How did that come about? So I think when we talked about my personal life before, I'd love to add a couple components because I think that oh, there, let's do. It's, yes, <laughs> this is mama's and spirit talk. So <laughs> right. it's got to be deeply personal. <laughs> so essentially there are two components of my life, which are two of the most important, as you can imagine, when you hear about them, that I would say the seeds were planted through these as well. And first is, is my marriage to my husband, Brian. And we've been married for over 19 years. And part of our story has... Congratulations to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to me. Thank you. Um, so part of my our story together has been a shared vocation, really. Mm-hmm. And so just to tell you a little bit, very early into our marriage, Brian was very sick. And that was and has been quite... A journey and he has struggled with a life-threatening illness praise God he's been doing well for a number of years now and it's in remission yet that taught me a lot about the value and the preciousness of each human life and of his life and we are also have been unable to naturally have children so we um, are infertile yet we've been blessed with this beautiful family through adoption and so I bring both of those experiences up because thematically and interwoven into them are experiences of the greatest sense of belonging, the greatest sense of joy, the greatest sense of connection to one another and to God, and also desolation, great difficulty, great challenges and hardships. And so Mamas in Spirit comes from that of wanting women and men, because I actually have a lot of men who listen but wanting them to know that they're not alone. We live in such an isolated and lonely culture. People are rushing around all the time. If people have children, the general trend is to put them in tons and tons of activities. And there's not as much stillness and not as much time to be present, present to God and present to one another. But that's the rich life. That's the life, really, the, Mm -hmm. the fully lived life and the glorious life. And I feel so blessed 
by my own life and to see how God has guided me and how deeply loved and nourished that I felt that I want to share that with others. And I want to spread that. It's really difficult and really sad to see all of these people, even within the context of my own community, who are just, they're struggling. They're constantly stressed. They're constantly anxious. They're constantly overwhelmed and they're disconnected or they're struggling with things like we've struggled with, where we have mental health issues in our family. We have special needs, disabilities in our family, illness, like I already shared in our family. And I don't want people to feel alone. I feel like that's really at the heart of God's call is that we accompany one another, that we walk with one another in a real way every day and in a simple way, in a very, very simple way, just being present, taking the time to reach out and also reaching our own hearts out, opening our own hearts any ways that we're guarded or that we keep ourselves away from the Holy Spirit or one another to intentionally and mindfully, even in small ways, to open that up so we can be in genuine relationship with one another and the Holy Spirit. So this is this grew out of your own experience with struggle, with, as you put it, desolation, with emotional and spiritual engagement with God and your own meaning in life. Yes, in many ways, yes. And I would say, and also, I remember during one of the most isolating times in my life when my older children were young and I was staying at home for a number of years and dealing with behaviors that some parents listening may be able to imagine, the kind of behaviors that are the most challenging um, due to the special needs and disability and mental health issues of my oldest. So very, very trying, yet... I'd never felt so close to God. I can remember a specific moment where I was standing in my hallway and I think he was throwing some temper tantrum in his room and just feeling so close to Christ and so filled. And I often wondered to myself, how could this be so difficult? But yet I feel so close to God and I feel so joyful, like not in that moment, joyful as any mother listening can imagine, but so joyful because of the Holy Spirit and living a meaningful life. It was so hard, but it was so meaningful. And sometimes I think that people think like the easy way is the good way or, you know, the dinners or the vacations or this or that. But really at the end of the day, it's these sacred moments, these sacred moments where we're close to God and close to one another and really trying to follow Christ in helping the most poor and the most vulnerable. So the website then grew out of this experience of having to struggle through a number of different issues that happen in your life, both to you personally and to your children that you've adopted, your family. A couple of your children, you said, were older when you adopted them. How old were they when you? They were three and six. Okay, so not that old. Not that that old yet. Very, very full lives before we adopted them. Full lives and sounds like a nice euphemism for a lot of things. Yes. So your oldest then had some special needs and difficulties that I take it were long term in their care needs. Yes. So the pressures on a family like that are tremendous. And I take it a lot of what you do in this website is meant to be a, a reflection of that to other people who are struggling. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I have certain guests like Paul Stansbury from National Alliance on Mental Illness is in there. There's a lovely woman, Jessica Pate from We Are Brave Together, which is a community for special needs moms. When we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit in in detail about some of the guests that you've had on 
and where they've gone and how perhaps this is different than uh, like a self-help book or a self-help site. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today is Lindy Wynn. And we're talking about a website called Mamas in Spirit. And when we come back, we're going to talk a bit more about what you can find on that website and how it might be able to speak to you. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio, coming to you high atop the Tower of Hope in beautiful Garden Grove, California, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is Lindy Wynn. And Lindy has established a website called mamasandspirit.com, and Mamas and Spirit it contains a number of stories and interviews about people who have stories about things that are happening to them in their lives, spiritual lives, emotional lives about living it out and how they're handling it, how they're working with God and handling it. Is that a fair description? Yes. Well, with that in mind, you've got, if you pull up the website, and for those of you who haven't done it, uh, please do so, mamasandspirit.com, you're going to come into a whole bunch of pictures of different people and then the brief descriptions of their story, which you can then click on and be able to get the rest of the stories behind them. And in doing so, I was going to ask you, Lindy, to talk to us. What will they discover? Let's take a couple of examples. You were talking about a couple from Orange County that you had on recently. What was this about? So this was about marriage. And who are these people? Joe and Terry Cruz. And Joe and Terry Cruz. Funny enough, Rick, I met them on a cruise <laughs> <laughs> for Marriage Encounter. Okay. And I had never met them before. And this is really what I mean when I talk about the Holy Spirit placing it on my heart. They did a little presentation one of the mornings that we were on this cruise, Brian and I together with all these phenomenal couples from Marriage Encounter, really mostly from the West Coast of the United States. And their presentation, Joe and Terry's presentation, was deeply heartfelt, honest, and sincere, just like the Hope for Mamas in Spirit. But really, my heart was so touched by them, and it helped me in my journey with my husband and in marriage. And so I approached them and asked them if they'd be on a podcast, and they said yes, praise God. And this podcast is incredibly beautiful. Tell us about it. What's it about? So the title of it is How to Have the Marriage God Hopes for You. And Joe and Terry share real-life stories of them trying to navigate their marriage. And I remember one particular story in their podcast where Joe talks about a conflict, and they talk about a conflict they had together, and Joe ended up driving away in this conflict. And basically, after he was many, many miles and minutes away, the Holy Spirit really moved his heart for him to return and to return to Terry in great and full humility and vulnerability and for reconciliation. And I remember Terry sharing kind of what she expected him to do when he came back versus what he did do, which was a gesture of great humility and their process of reconciliation. And I love this honesty because otherwise, how do we know how to navigate marriage in life? How do we know how to reflect God, especially with our pridefulness and just our our humanness and our imperfection? And so in their podcast, there's a real roadmap and then also a pointing towards marriage encounter, which I cannot encourage married couples enough to go on 
It's incredibly helpful, and you can learn a communication technique that you can use for your the entirety of your marriage that will totally help you out. But also in my blog on marriage, I talk about how when people ask me, like, how do I have a successful marriage? I'm newly married, or we haven't been married as long as you. What do I need to know? And I always say humility. We forget in marriage that this person was a gift and a gift from God and that no life is to be taken for granted. And all of a sudden, which you can probably relate, Rick, through the humdrum of life and the normalcy and the mundaneness and the challenges of life, we forget that. We forget that our spouse is a gift. I forget that. And so between both the blog and the podcast, and especially that glorious podcast, it's a beautiful reminder of the gift of your spouse and how to walk intimately and in a real way, in a real way, a real application of faith in everyday life to journey as we're called and to be a healthy married couple, which is not an easy thing to do. No, it certainly is not, especially as we go through. I've been married for 25 years, and you do have the ups and downs where the piece of paper is kind of keeping you together while you're falling in and out of love all the time. And you are because you're developing a... We've gone now way beyond the hormones. What's keeping us together has to do with love, which is different from the original attractions. So that, as you put it, when we go through these difficult times, we can forget this is a great gift. It's become a burden now. And so your podcast, then, it sounds intriguing. It sounds like it would be a a very helpful reminder of what this couple has gone through in order to try to wrestle with that reality. Yes, and I appreciate what you said, and it brings to heart and mind the podcast that I was most nervous about, the podcast in which I interviewed my husband. Oh, that sounds good. (laughs) Oh, yes, on love. And when you listen to that podcast, you will learn why I married my husband. And he talks about the choice to love and leaning into the grittiness of love and choosing love. That's what Christ did. Christ chose love. That's our example. It's not a feeling Our secular culture communicates to us all the time. You bring up hormones. It brings up kind of that level of love and this very surface level that is unsustainable. It will never last. No one will ever be happy if that's the kind of love that they're looking for. Well, the Greeks were wise enough to at least describe it in three different words for love. We use the same word for loving ice cream as we do for loving dogs, as we do for loving our spouse. And obviously those are all three very different types of attractions. And for your husband, then it sounds like you had a great encounter with that. What was the edgiest part of that interview for you? The edgiest part of the interview, you know what? It wasn't as much edgy as it was a great gift of sitting back and letting him lead. I remember that day. I talk about it in the beginning of the podcast. I said, this is kind of a hot mess. Our kids are being a mess over there. (laughs) But this was perfect because it was messy and I was nervous, which I'm not usually nervous like that. And just being able to sit back and watch the Holy Spirit work through my husband, because we've lived a very real life together, just like you and your wife have. And so just to see that at work and the Holy Spirit at work was a beautiful gift to me. And I treasure that. I really treasure it. Mamas and Spirit has been a gift to me. It sounds like it has been. Yes. And most ministries are to the people that do the ministries. So I'm very glad you've had that experience. You were talking about other people who've been on here before as well. There was somebody from your church that you interviewed. Yes. Herman Valoria. And I'd love to talk about him. Brian and I and our family have been parishioners at St. Lawrence in Redondo Beach, California, 
for at least 14 years. And I always saw this man, Herman, who was an altar server and present at church. And I knew there was something super special about him. And I literally watched him or noticed him. He struck me for 14 years in the simplest of ways, the simplest of ways. And then one morning I went to do a Feed the Hungry program in L.A. with him with my goddaughter. And that time was a treasured time. And I learned so much about him and asked him to be in a podcast. Mm -hmm. And he is in a podcast about simple living. Herman reflects the most simple heart and simple life completely for the Lord. He has worked the same job for his career or at the same company for his career. He goes every Saturday to feed the hungry in Los Angeles and then participates at church. And he has such a deep and profound faith, which you can hear through the podcast. I've gotten so much feedback about this beautiful podcast and this man. And I think he emanates the Holy Spirit in our call. We each have a different and unique call of how to live close to God and how to love others in our lives. This is a humble man, a simple man, yet a man of profound faith. And he's actualizing the unique way that he is called to live out his faith life. And we need more examples of that for our men in our churches, our young men especially. This reminds me of another group. St. Joseph Radio uh, runs a Catholic Man of the Year program in the Diocese of Orange. And essentially it's parish-based where the parish will nominate a Man of the Year. Most of these men are people behind the scenes who don't draw any attention to themselves, where they've made sure all the chairs are set up for something or that everything's been taken down or the pancake breakfast took place or whatever is going on. And these are men who have been very quiet and they've lived a very holy life in many ways, but are the last person to to ask to have attention for it. It sounds like this is a very similar type of man. That personifies him perfectly. It, it does. It sounds like it. Who else do you have on here that you've done? We can probably do one more in this setting. Well, there are numerous guests on here, and there's someone, Mallory Smythe from Endow, and there's Kat Chanel from Focus. I also did a Young Voices series. I have a background in high school ministry, like I said, mm -hmm. as well as university ministry. And not only do I just love our young people, I also appreciate the opportunity to hear from them so deeply and sincerely from our hearts so that we can understand how best to meet them where they're at and best love them into who each of them are called to be. Like we talked about earlier, this is a very trying time. And these are also young people who are deeply influenced in ways that you and I probably can't even imagine at such a formative age by technology, social media, all of these things that predominantly point them away from God. So how did these particular young people experience conversion? How have each of these people listened to the voice of God within the context of their own lives? And one that I find so deeply moving is with Julie or Julia, as I like to call her, Tran. Do I really matter? That is such a profound podcast because she is so honest and she's so articulate. And she basically explores how she pursued all the things of the world that 
were being communicated to her that mattered. Beauty, prestige, career, money. So she went after all those things in her early 20s, you know, right after college, whatnot, and found herself totally empty. And so then she talks about that turn back to the Lord and how she got there, how she had real and authentic conversations with people about what she was struggling with and opened her heart and herself to the Holy Spirit and to real reconciliation and home, back home, back home to the Lord. And that's our hope for each young person to be deeply centered in the Lord, to know that, yes, they matter more than they could ever imagine. They're Every human person is profoundly valuable and valuable in a way that we can't even comprehend as human beings. And so she's vulnerable. She's honest. She's emotional in the podcast. And I'm just so deeply moved that someone like her is willing to share like that so that others can hopefully receive the gift that she's received. How long do each of these podcasts last? So predominantly a half hour. However, There are certain ones like the marriage encounter because it's two people that's a little bit longer. And then Father Spitzer's will be longer because he's so brilliant (laughs) and we covered his book on happiness. (laughs) Well, if you're going to cover his book on happiness, it's going to take quite a bit longer than a half an hour. And and plus, once you get Father Spitzer going, having personal experience with the man, yes, he can talk. So this website has proven to be a great showcase for people who have struggled honestly with the spirit and willing to talk about it. When we come back, I'd like to ask you a little bit more about what it's meant to the people who've encountered this website, including you, what the website has meant to you. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today is Lindy Wynn, and we're talking about her website, Mamas in Spirit. And this website has proven to be a a great showcase for people who are struggling with their own lives in ways that really can resonate with just about everybody. When we come back, I'm going to talk about how it has. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today is Lindy Wynn. And before I go any further, Lindy, I want to thank you so very much for coming on and sharing this ministry this was something that we had just heard from from our, our our floor neighbor here over in the EWTN studio site, and this has been a, a profound uh, encounter with a number of different people in some of their most intimate encounters with God that you've showcased on your website. And I want to thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. This is truly an honor, and I appreciate this opportunity. And, of course, always hope to glorify God in it. And I also do want to thank James Day for his recommendation. James is a really good guy. Uh, We've had him on here before, too, author that he is as well. Your website is not just, though, a showcase for these individual people. How can people, first of all, find the website, and then how can they get the most out of it? Sure. So you can go to mamasinspirit.com. And for someone new going to the website, what I would encourage you to do is to look around a little bit. So if you click on the podcasts, then you will see there are numerous, numerous podcasts there. And if you look at the titles and the small descriptions, see what pulls your heart or that you feel naturally drawn to at this particular season and time in your life. And take a listen, because everyone is totally different 
because each person is being fully shared within the context of the podcast that they're a featured guest in. And so there's one that will probably speak to you first for you to start at, and then you can just go from there. You can also find Mamas in Spirit on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and Twitter. And in regards to Facebook, I try to utilize social media in a meaningful way. It's not necessarily crafted that way. And so I've been praying and considering and looking at how can I really use social media to help people connect and have a greater sense of belonging rather than not. And so I really like the closed Facebook group because that's a place that you can connect more authentically, that you can share in and find other companions really in mission, people of faith with sincere, heartfelt thoughts and stories. So... This website has become an important part of your life, but it's also impacted the lives of many other people, starting, of course, with the people who have been part of the podcasts. How has it affected some of these people? What have you heard about its impact upon the lives of the people who've engaged this ministry? I think people are really surprised at the authenticity, that people are willing to go on and be so honest and sincere of heart and that people can access this within the context of their everyday lives and wherever they are. They might be commuting. They might be doing dishes. They might be going on a walk. They might be at the gym. But even within the context of being in all these different spaces and places, they're being called deeply into an experience and an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And so I get beautiful notes and thoughts about how it's healing to them, about how it moves their hearts and their lives and speaks to them right where they're at. What has this done for you? God calls us to be fully alive and to share our gifts for God. And this is essentially a manifestation of what I think is everything I've got to give at this moment in my life. It is a leap of faith and trust in the Lord. And I really felt called to this by the Holy Spirit. And so it's my little yes to God, as in Father Spitzer's happiness, Bucky talks about little yeses. It feels like a big yes, but it's a, it's a little yes. And hopefully one that just glorifies God. I am so blessed, Rick, because I get to have experiences like this. Where else could I be having this kind of meaningful conversations about things that really matter? And I get to do that all the time now. And I get to sit there with people like Amy D'Ambra from My Saint, My Hero. I didn't even know her. And then we have this beautiful, really felt sacred encounter together that was intimate. All of these conversations are intimate. We put on the little headsets and we sit together and we have a completely honest, heartfelt conversation. And we're really allowing others into that intimacy and really inviting them in. So it's an invitation into an experience of the Holy Spirit. So I am blessed with that experience all the time. The variety of backgrounds is fascinating as well. It sounds like you've got a number of people who have come out of some form of brokenness, who have encountered God along the way in the healing process and then are sharing what they've learned from it but other people who have just simply engaged God along the way and found that process, such as the gentleman that you were mentioning who was from your your parish who feeds the homeless every week and has done so for the last 30-plus years. 
the people who've encountered your website have come from a background uh, that's very wide and broad, including brokenness, but also uh, of spiritual encounters. What have been the most meaningful aspects of that for you? Well, I love how you talk about the brokenness because we're all broken. There's no one who's not broken in our world. And in the context of our present day reality, people are communicating wholeness and even perfectness in quotations here. Well, we do it on social media all the time. Take the picture of the perfect meal. That's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah. And filter it to make it even look better. Oh, yeah. And so, no one sees the dishes afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, no one takes pictures of the dishes. They the don't. dirty dishes. <laughs> they don't. Exactly. No one takes pictures of our mess. Yeah. And this attends to the brokenness and the messiness and the brokenness and the messiness in me and everyone who encounters it and meets us there. Because recently I did a presentation for the Archdiocesan Council of Catholic Women and I shared of Los Angeles. And I shared a picture of Christ on the cross. And that picture is a broken image. It's vulnerable. And that's where Christ meets us, in our vulnerability, in our brokenness, in our mess. And that's what Mamas in Spirit does. It meets us there because that's real. And the Holy Spirit's real. And so from there, we can heal and move forward into new life and a greater sense of belonging and connection, not only with God, with the Holy Spirit, but also with one another as a human family. That's so critically important that we receive this love, we internalize this love, we live in this love, we abide, we rest in this love, and then we go out into the world and we share this love in the unique way that we're each called. We're not all called to create a podcast or a blog or whatever. It's like St. Therese. The little ways, the little ways each and every day that we're all called to say yes to God like Mary did and to share that love. One of the things I like about the website so much is that it engages modern life in all of its intricacies and confusions. And yet each of these individuals have encountered an aspect of modern life and are on the other side, so to speak, of at least part of the struggle as they struggle through with God as an example of living through this time. The times we live in are very, very difficult. And everyone here is an example of having lived through it in in one aspect or another, one vignette or another from their lives. And the variety on it is is astounding. I just, it it struck me as being, this is a great snapshot of, of the society we live in as Christians, those who are encountering our brokenness in this life and yet still coming out of it on top. Yeah, and close to God. It, Father John Meyer, in the Opening Your Heart to the Holy Spirit podcast, talks about just allowing our hearts to be cracked open a little bit to let the Holy Spirit in. It really takes that one tiny opening at first that then the Lord works through profoundly. So that's what I would really encourage for any listeners who are struggling, is just to open your heart just a little bit, because God is that great. God is that miraculous. God is that profound. God will work through that, through a tiny, tiny opening. And life is very difficult at times and can be so trying, but God will work in it and God will sharpen you and God will give you an opportunity to rest in God's holy hand. And examples of that resting in God's holy hand are throughout the website. And every one of these is a story of that. Wow. Lindy, I want to thank you again for being on today to be able to talk a little bit about your ministry and what this website is all about and what it's trying to accomplish and what it is accomplishing and what it's doing. 
If people want to get a hold of this website again, it's mamasinspirit.com? Yes, mamasinspirit.com. You can also email me at mamasinspirit at gmail.com and also connect with me through social media. I love the opportunities that I've had to do speaking engagements and retreats, as well as opportunities to just email and message back and forth with people who engage with Mamas in Spirit. Because for me, that's what it's about. It's about the true and genuine connection and true relationship. So know that I'm praying for you, everyone listening. I'm praying for each person that not only encounters Mamas in Spirit, but really our world and let us join in prayer together. Because together, if we each say yes, If we each respond to our unique call, the Holy Spirit will just do profound work through us, hopefully and prayerfully, in our world. Well, let's not just talk about prayer. Let's actually do some. If you'd be so kind as to lead us into some of that prayer as we exit here, Lindy, would you please lead us in prayer? Yes, thank you. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dearest Lord, I want to thank you and praise you for this opportunity to be here today with Rick and with all our listeners, Lord. You are an amazing God, and you are calling each one of us to live your call more fully within the context of our own lives. So, Lord, I just pray that each listener hears your holy voice, that each listener takes a moment to be still, to rest in you, to abide in you, and to ultimately, from there, respond to your call to say their own yes so that we can help your kingdom to grow on our earth. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name name of the the Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. And again, you've been listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today has been Lindy Wynn from mamasandspirit.com. And you can catch this if you would like to hear it again or to recommend it on our podcast by going to occatholic.com and going to the radio tab and pulling down all the wonderful programs that we have. The flagship radio program, the one you're listening to to now, is occatholic.com. And you can listen to this again or recommend it to someone else. Thank you for listening, for all of you who are tuning in, and we will see you again next week.